0: I've never seen a diamond in the flesh I cut my teeth on wedding rings the- Dude, that's pretty oh, cool
1: man, that is good. Just, that sad is sad. Wow. A <laughs> Dude, that's pretty good This is The Gloom Bringing you weekly interviews with F3 Omaha Packs Exploring their F3 experiences And finding those sticky elements that create the glue in the gloom all right we're live uh, we got we got another guest and uh, man I'm excited to, to just get this guy's story out there uh, you know I think've I've heard this guy's story in the gloom uh, and just have been impacted by the way that he he leads the way that he carries himself uh, the level of vulnerability and and just the the way that he cares about other people uh, and so we've got Touche on the cast today. And uh, man, Touche, you, you look good. Uh, it's a little bit early, like you mentioned, we're, we're maybe have some coffee going here. But I um, want to get your thoughts on, you know, just sort of where it started. So who EHG to F3, what was that first workout like? And then how did you get the name Touche? Okay.
2: Well, yeah, first, thank you guys for having me. Um, this, is, uh, this is exciting and, and a cool deal. I'm glad to be a part of it. So, um, I started in, it was July 3rd in 2020 actually. And so I had, uh, <clears throat> I know Frosty pretty good from the outside and same with slow pitch and, and seeing those guys and kind of where the weight loss and, and I heard about, you know, slow pitch would always tell me about working out in the morning and all this. And I finally got to a point where I was just, I was tired of how I was living. Um, and so, uh, way overweight um i would get tired and and so he was like well we got this thing in the morning and i started asking for, about it and we i have a thursday night i see him every thursday night so talk to him about it and he said come in the morning i had my son that weekend because he loves coming out for fourth of july and my son's like i said like, should i do this thing it's 5 five thirty, and and he's like yeah dad you should it'd be good and i was like you want to go he said absolutely not and so <laughs> you know he was 16 at the time or 15 but uh so I went out, and it was at uh, Golden Spike, um, and it was Sergeant Slaughter, and it was his cue, and I thought I was going to die.
1: Um, oh, no. Was it was that his VQ? Uh,
2: I don't think it was his VQ. Uh, it didn't seem like it, uh, okay. but it, the whole morning was kind of a blur. I just know that we did stuff that I've never done before. Um, at one point, he had us doing these military jump up, um, go down, roll over, do a push-up, and... When we were supposed to be doing push-ups, I think I was standing up, and by the time I got down to do a push-up, they were already three moves ahead of me, so okay. I was way behind everybody. Um, but I remember they called Omaha, and I felt good. There was, there was uh, not one person slow pitch stayed with me. Um, a couple other guys stayed with me because I was definitely the six, um, and so and was for a while. Um, but then after. <clears throat> just how excited I was to, to finish it. And, and, uh, um, as a matter of fact, slow pitch sent me a picture of my smile during name of um, after, which was kind of cool. But, uh, um, during name of I got my name. I had, um, you know, they brought me in the middle and, and, uh, slow pitch was kind of throwing out some, I'm into transportation and throwing out Cletus and some other names like that. And I had a Bronco shirt on and Firewalker said, where'd you get that shirt? The carnival. You get that at a carnival. And I said, it's better than the team on your hat. And he had a Hawkeyes hat and someone yelled touche. I later found out it was TC yelled touche and, and that was it. So um, yes, it was, it was, uh, I was glad to have that name. Um, So yes, that's kind of how that came about.
1: Man, I if it's the workout, I'm thinking of Slaughter got us to the top of that hill, and then he just goes, "Welcome to the slaughterhouse." And it and I just remember thinking, like, "Oh crap, this guy is he means business." Uh, yeah. Was it that workout?
2: Yes, and it was brutal. We had uh, we were on the field most of the time. I think we did run up to the hill. Like I said, I don't remember. I didn't have any blood left in my head. I don't. It was all in my heart um, just trying to stay alive. And it, that's really how I felt. Um, and then after we went to coffee, uh, and slow pitch said, Hey, you want to come tomorrow? And it was 4th of July. It was, uh, the 1776. And I was like, sure. And so kind of to roll into that real quick as, as I showed up at Saturday morning at Aldridge at the time and, uh, 6 AM and, and he's, he's talking to me slow pitch and he's like, Frosty's mad at me. He didn't know that it was, that this was 90 minutes or, you know." Uh, 90 minutes and I said wait it's night I thought I thought these were 45 so I didn't know either and then here I am thrown into this so because of those two days it made it made me stay around though because I looked at hey if I could do that workout on Friday and that workout on Saturday um, everybody kind of said you could do anything so
1: Hmm.
2: it did it did draw me in pretty quick
0: yeah and that's so true I mean like seesaw 1776 those are just absolute killers I mean I've been regularly coming for almost four years now, and I still haven't done a 1776 because I'm just, <laughs> uh, I'm good. That's a lot of reps. Uh, yeah. So I commend you for that. And you're probably right. I mean, it probably, once you get over that hurdle, then, okay, a, a regular beatdown is, is a walk in the park. Yeah. Um, You know, I kind of want to ask, what where were you at in life at the time? That, and then what kind of led you to say yes to coming to this workout? Yeah. Well, so
2: most everybody knows that that I'm in recovery and have been in recovery. I moved here to Omaha from Colorado in 2009 um, to go to a, a treatment center out here. So um, <clears throat> I know a lot of guys. I have a group over there, um, of a pretty strong fellowship. Um, but not focused on, on health. Um, it's more mental health and spirituality and all that stuff. And some of it is based if you find those groups, but I had a lot of friends that were in F3, a couple of friends, you know, mainly frosty and, and slow pitch that uh, I saw their fitness change. And I was, I was overweight um, by a lot. I, I lost some weight. I gained it back when I quit smoking, but uh, so I guess changed one health, you know, but I just, I was, I was miserable. I wasn't happy um, self-conscious, uh, I couldn't, you know, walking and all that stuff was a struggle. Um, and, and having a 15 year old son too, who wants to, he wants to do all these things. He wants to go play football and do all this stuff. And I just didn't feel like I could keep up with them. And so, um, I remember when slow pitch asked, you know, do you want to do this? Just being at that point where I
0: was willing to do whatever. So, Hmm. um, Well, there's got to be a, there's got to be a piece of you that thought, man, if slow pitch and Frosty can do this, I sure as hell, I sure as (laughs)
1: hell.
2: Well, Frosty's story helped me a lot too, just hearing, you know, he giving up and saying, no, you know, it's medical. And that's one of my favorite stories, you know, (laughs) something's medical with me that I can't go on. And so hearing that from him, um, gave me the encouragement, okay, I can do this too. And I think that's the cool part about F3 is that we kind of, we pull each other along by our stories that. I was the six for months Um, and, but I wasn't alone. I was never alone. There were people Mm -hmm. running right next to me until I was able to go back and pick up the six. And I think that's, that's kind of the cool deal about F3 is that uh, we drag each other along. So,
1: yeah. What were you doing? I mean, was there a time where you had tried like going to the gym or doing some things on your own from a fitness perspective or was it you just kind of let go and then this was like your first sort of journey back into fitness or, or physical health?
2: Well, I did. So I did, uh, um, I did another program kickboxing kind of, uh, the, the ferals, um, and did pretty good. I went from 256 down to 180. Wow. So I lost a lot of weight. I was fit. I was, I was really into it. And then I got, I injured my shoulders and kind of got out of it. Um, and then quit smoking, I think, and, and traded, you know, having an addictive personality, I traded that, uh, that last vice into well let's see let's do food food sounds good too so i love to eat and so kind of switched one from another and then you know it just snowballed into now i'm not working out i'm eating whatever i want and then i just you know it's that vicious cycle just feeling crappy so i continue to do those things that i think make me feel good temporarily when in the long run they don't
1: Hmm. what do you think you know as you as you think about this journey i guess and I I love your story. I really identify with that. But you mentioned just this idea of like, we pull each other along. Um, but sometimes like, I feel like where we struggle EH and guys, right. Is, is like, you're trying to get a guy to come out and he says, well, no, I got to get fit first. Like how, how did that EH work? Or do you think maybe, maybe it's just waiting for the guy to be in the right headspace? I don't know any insight there. Like how, how could we tap into those guys that are maybe waiting for something before they join?
2: Yeah, I think that I think you do part of you does have to be in that right headspace. But I think that uh, um, there are workouts now that we offer where you don't have to necessarily be. You've got you've got some weight groups where you can go and lift weights. Um, we've got uh, Monday Coronado where bruiser friendly, where you're not running a whole lot. Cause that, my biggest fear was running. Um, I hate running. And so um <clears throat> looking at that, like we're going to run, especially when you'd go to an AO where we might be working out a mile away. And then I'm like, oh, we have to make it there. And then I have to make it back. You know, no one's going to come pick me up. So I was like, we have to run back. Um, But we have a lot of AOs, I think, now where people can go, stay kind of centrally located. I think rabbit hole is good for that too. Um, You know, and, and we've had some new guys out there because my big sell on that is, well, we'll work out for half an hour and then we'll play a game who doesn't want to play a game? So, um, you know, that's kind of the draw there. But uh, uh, I think it is the cool part is that, you know, getting those new people or when you're ehing to, hey, I'll be right there next to you. I'm going to be working out with you. And then having that story myself, I can pass that on to someone else. Hey, this is what my experience was.
1: Mm. I love that. How How quickly... So you went to the, I Slaughter. I, I, Hopefully he's listening and we can get him back out. I, you know, I hope he cues again and I'll make sure to not go, but he, he leads some brutal workouts. So for that to be your first workout and then 1776, I mean, where did you find yourself posting? Did you go to Murph sites and in in like heavy metal or what was your kind of um, progression through the different AOs?
2: Well, I think so. I did not Murph. Um, I it, was not a murph guy i was like monday i'm taking mondays off and so i had sunday monday and then i would post uh, i would post tuesday through saturday um and i was i'm an east guy so and i think even back then though 2020 we everybody kind of was east um yeah. so it was it was cool to see a lot of the guys that are now out west including you guys i mean, you uh plague is is you were coming out east and so corn husker and all those is where you know that was my home corn husker mm-hmm. Heavy metal I liked because I was like, we're not going to run that much, which is great. Um, You know, and then future and and woodshed. And then on, uh, you know, we'd go out and the Oracle was kind of cool because it was like a meeting point for all the AOs and everybody kind of went there. So it was always fun to see everybody on Saturdays and then I would take the two days off. And I I did. I was going every day for um, almost a month. And then I kind of my body, I think, just you know, my knees started hurting and I was like, okay, so we had to slow down a little bit, but, um, every time I can, I get back to posting. Yes. Every day that I could. So I am definitely an East
1: guy though. That's awesome. I think I'm, I've been banned from queuing at heavy metal. Cause I think I let a workout there where we we ran, you know, laps around the, around, we'd do some, some weights and then we'd run laps. And I'm pretty sure at that time beta was the site queue. And he said, you're not allowed. You're not allowed back here. Yeah. Um, I do want to get your your thoughts. You know, so I, I love this story, and you mentioned there sort of your success with uh, with ferrets with the kickboxing. But how how are you doing today? Like, how how do you feel like things are going in that first f space? Do you, have you seen a lot of improvements? Lost some weight, or w- where are you at today?
2: I have lost weight. Um, I've lost weight. I can run um, and, and keep up for the most part. I've had some injuries though along the way too, and I think um having that mentality of just i'm all or nothing it's just that (laughs) addictive personality that i'm either all the way in or all the way out um it's hard to just be you know in the middle um and so this year in particular i I twisted my ankle in the the um like as soon as we crossed 370. uh and so took a ride in the van ended up trying to run on it again and and that probably wasn't good um so i was out for a while because of that and then have a shoulder issue. So, um, and most recently like plantar fasciitis. So it's, I was like, man, getting old is, is not for the week, I guess. But, uh, but I've been, uh, I feel better now. I've been posting, um, which is good to just get back out. And even with that rabbit hole being the site queue a rabbit hole, I did post there. Um, I figured that's kind of my responsibility to this is I'm bringing these guys, you know, asking these guys to do this, I need to, to come out. And even when my ankle was real bad, I would just rock around the, the pond there. Um, so I think for me, it is, it's important just to show up. Um, Bob Sled was a good example of that when he was injured, he just showed up and he did what he could. Um, it's so easy for us or me to fall out of routine that I really just need to make sure that I am coming, um, you know, and we have a lot of options now. Like hmm. like we're talking well, about we've got the
0: Coronado and and Wednesday and yeah well and I, I think you're talking about something that most guys will go through is like this this waning I mean dealing with injuries is a legitimate thing right and there is this innate thing in men I feel like where we think we've got to continue to push and we've got to continue to be tough and we need to be toward the front of the pack and continue yeah. to perform. But I like what you did. You're like, hey, like, I'm going to try and push. And I know the limitations of my body, I'm going to feel okay modifying, but I'm still going to meet my obligation to be there at the rabbit hole. And, you know, if I had to think of one thing that we may not do well, it may, you know, we say modify, but I mean, how often are, am I actually modifying? I don't know, you, you know, I um, I know we've done bruiser sides, things of that nature, which is, I think, great. You know, we're being more inclusive, we're providing more opportunity for guys. But I am super grateful that, that you continue to show up when you could. And, and you just modified, right? Yeah, I can't do these things physically, but here's what I can do and what I can provide. And hopefully you were met with grace, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, hopefully you're, if you spend some time away and you're coming back, hey, I'm ready to go again. It's like you never left, is, is what I'm hopeful. Well, you're you're exactly right. I think so. Having the Bruiser Slack channel
2: is awesome because um, guys are bruised, and so you can put it out there. Hey, tomorrow's not normally a Bruiser site, but I'm going to be there, and I'm going to walk laps. Um, when Biff's back hurt, he was walking laps on West Side. Um, so people post out there, and then you can me. My issue is just in my own head. Like you said, modifying. How often am I modifying? I'm going to go. Well, these people aren't gonna you know no one's everybody's gonna think I'm not putting an effort if I don't try, and so then I push myself into a position that maybe I shouldn't have done um so I think that bruiser site is nice in in the slack where we can meet you know other people that are bruised because it is it's it's it like you said it's a man thing this ego that I have that uh you guys aren't concerned about me it's me thinking that oh you guys are gonna you know everybody's gonna make fun of me and think I'm not putting in an effort so
1: yeah. I, you know, I, I've, I think I've gone through seasons of, you know, six day a week poster to now, you know, four. And even, you know, when Mary was born, our youngest daughter, I was not posting at all. And I think what I've learned over the years is like, like you said, just show up. Um, and there's so much value in that. And then, you know, not focusing so much on the, the metrics, right? How many miles, how fast, how many calories, because we're in this for the long game, right? So like, ideally, I want to be able to at least lightly jog when I'm 80, you know, respect, 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 or whatever whatever that looks like. So I do think it, it is sort of a public service announcement to guys that yes, push yourself, yes, accelerate and get better but not to the point of injury or you know like where you're really tearing your body apart cuz I, I think even sleep right i heard it you know a couple of guys lately have been talking about hey i need some more sleep in my life and and so making sure you're taking time for that too right if you need to sleep uh, and post one last day that's okay right we still want to see you and and get, make sure you're you're taking care of yourself so it is this interesting world where i think a lot of us are Uh, there's a lot more addictive personalities, right? Than than maybe we want to admit, but so, so Touche, I know you came into the group and you knew you said frosty and, and slow pitch Um, and you'd been in recovery at that point for what, 10, 11 years or.
2: At that point. uh, Yes. Nine years.
1: Okay. So how did you go about building new friendships or relationships with guys in the group? What was your process or what was that like?
2: Um, I think it's, it's almost, organic, uh, I think for in, in the gloom is that just, there's so much, um, care and concern for the next guy. And I think that when you get out at five 30 in the morning with other guys, there's already a bond there. Like, what are we doing? Um, most of us go to work and people like you, you were out working out at, you know, especially in winter when you have bad weather. Um, and those were days that you really create bonds with people, but they had the AOs, the smaller, groups, I think, um, we're just, you'd be, you know, running and talking and everybody's kind of just pulling each other together. Um, so it seemed pretty easy to build relationships. Um, cafeteria, I think is huge. Uh, you know, is is, is going to coffee after and, and talking about the workout and bonding over the same things you liked or didn't like, and then finding out about people's pasts and, and, uh, families and all that has been huge. So I don't, if I go to a workout, I'm going to cafeteria unless I have something pressing. Um, and that's kind of my reward for going to the workout is, you know, there there's mornings where like, I don't want to miss cafeteria today. So you better go to the workout.
0: So, yeah, well, you know, I, I, we've had guests on before talking about going through recovery in AA or NA. Um, I, I am curious about the similarities between the two, or are they too dissimilar? I mean, what's your, what's your thought on that? Uh, they're very
2: similar. I think they are very similar. Um, it even talks about it in the free to lead, you know, kind of some of the things were pulled from 12 um, step programs into uh, F3. And I think um, <clears throat> kind of the carry, carry each other and that bonding um, is big. Um, if I'm going to get vulnerable, you're probably gonna get vulnerable as well, um, and it's a safe space for that. So, I think that uh, um, <clears throat> you know, having kind of that all inclusive, um, especially with like the, F, the the third F, that uh, um, it's not it's not one thing. It's, it's I can my spirituality is my spirituality, and F three is open to that, whatever it is. So, we have organized religion, we have spiritual, we have people that don't believe um, and it's open to all that. So you're, I am, I'm not one who likes authority and that's just my past. And, and, uh, so being open to all men and being able to come in and have
0: my beliefs is refreshing. I, you know, I, I am curious, have you ever, have you been able to use the two organizations symbolically where, You know, you've got a guy in one organization who you're EH ehing to come to F three, or someone that you've met along the way that you've kind of helped transition and helped kind of lead them in in that other organization.
2: Yeah, it's happened both both ways. So, um, and I think it's there's several people in, uh, you know, recovery that have done both in recovery and F three. So. I think the biggest thing is, is as I walk through, most people know that I'm sober. So I have to be an example of what that program does for me. Um, if I'm running around and I'm yelling at people, it's probably not a great example. Same with F3s. I need to go out in the community. People know I work out. I tell, we talk a lot. It's, it's, you know, hey, guess what? Come work out with me at 530 in the morning. If I walk around and I'm mean to people, um, you know, and they think that's a support group, it's going to set a bad example. So I think just trying to do a, be a good example in both those, you draw people in. And so, um, it is open to, Hey, I heard that you guys are in a workout group. It comes from the, you know, the 12 step side. And then also when people have issues in, um, F3, uh, I was asked last weekend, just kind of, Hey, I got this buddy. Um, this is what he's going through. Is there, you know, do you have any advice? Um, which I think, I think it's a cool deal. It is, it is a cool deal to go in both ways, bringing people in both. And then you get to see them either grow up, you know, or or spiritually and kind of grow in the 12 step program. And then we've seen people come in from that side over into F3 that get, get fit and can exercise and run their first mile. And it's, it's a cool deal.
0: Oh, man. I love that. Um, You you know, Plague and I have had a lot of conversations about recovery. Um, You know, I come from a a family that, is dealing with it. I've got a brother who's currently dealing with it right now. Plague obviously has a has a story that he's shared many times. So I just love that that you continue to lead in both spaces, um, which, you know, I think is is kind of man's calling, right? Our 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 job right now, or, or what we're trying to do within F three, is to create leaders, right? And I love that you're being a leader in, in both spaces, um, and. You know, I am curious, you, you, you talked about your son and that first workout, I'm I'm curious the impact that this has had on, on you and your, your son's relationship.
2: Yeah, so it's, uh, I mean, it's been good. It's been huge. So he, he is, uh, he's come out, um, I made him come out for my birthday, that's how I finally got him out, like a year and a half, two years. So he lives in Colorado, actually, he moved here now, but he, he lived in Colorado, he just moved here to go to UNO um, a couple of weeks ago, actually, so... Um, but he was out visiting, it was over Christmas, and and he got the name, uh, I think wait time named him Ricky Bobby. So he said he had a, he had his mullet and he said he liked to go fast, but um it has created a bond with us too, and just just there's a lot of just being a leader and trying to be a, um an example for my son, and I get a lot of that from F3 of just how to be a man and how to be a leader. Um but then working out together with him, it's brought, it's brought us closer together. He's gone the past couple rabbit holes. Um, he is excited. We were throwing the Frisbee last night and he's like, dad, is there, we need to play ultimate free I said, Friday, Friday, there's a, there's a site we're going. So, uh, he's excited to go, you know, so it, it's, it's brought us kind of closer together. And then I'm able to do some of the things I'm not so t- when he wants to go fishing and stuff. I'm just like, okay, I've had, I have more energy because of F3. So I've got more energy to spend with him. Um, which is is
0: cool yeah love that you know i'm curious what do you think his perspective is of f3 is it kind of this is dad's thing and i'm kind of tag along or has he found his own identity in it does he think it's kind of corny what what do you think he thinks about it you know i don't i don't know that he's found his own identity yet He did tell me
2: yesterday, though, when we were playing. So he just moved here. He's kind of behind the – he moved here to go to UNO. He's not living on the dorms. He's living with me. So he doesn't know anybody here outside of school, and he's trying to make friends inside of school. And he told me last night when we were throwing the Frisbee, he's like, you know, I should go. I should go there um, to disco. And he's like, maybe i meet some kids there. And I was like, you absolutely will. And I was like, that is – and that's what's cool about, you know – F3 is that he knows he sees that there's an opportunity to to maybe meet some like-minded people. He likes, you know, throwing the Frisbee. So there's going to be people there that do the same. And so he sees that as an opportunity. So, um, yeah. I,
1: I really like that. I do think Disco has been bringing in some younger guys, which is really cool. And even this opportunity, you know, you think about like a, a band of brothers and like, you've got a, a whole group of guys that could mentor, your son, right. That you, you sort of know, right. They, they would lead him in the right direction, maybe give him access to opportunities or whatever, right. As he's building relationships on his own with guys in the group. So I I think it's so cool just the, to hear that. And, um, just to get excited about what that journey looks like for him. I, you know, a question I had for you. So when I was first in recovery and maybe this is the difference between NA and AA, maybe uh, (laughs) we can get into that later, but slow pitch always sends me memes about AA and NA, but you know, when I was first in recovery, there was sort of this idea that like, Um, in the in the rooms of recovery, you can be understood because you're with other people that that suffer from addiction, but the world will not accept you. And then when I joined F3, I realized like, well, that's not true, right? Like that, like I had this whole world of all these people that were not drug addicts that really accepted me and loved me. And that sort of gave me this confidence to like, keep sharing my story with people that maybe were different. Uh, But how has that been for you? Or maybe that's Maybe you maybe that's not the experience from AA and I need to go to more AA meetings, but just curious what your what's been your experience. I mean, as you've shared your story with guys in the group, has that empowered you or given you more confidence?
0: Um
2: yeah, I think for so for me, I'm I'm a pretty open book. Um most people know my past. Um, now I don't go visit customers and, you know, blurt it out, but for the most people, people that are in my life know that I'm in recovery and that's just kind of who I am. And so coming over to, you know, F3, I think I, 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 have never felt judged. I've never felt, you know, like anybody's looked at me different because of my past. Um, and if anything, it, it, it's opened it up to conversation where, you know, because I've been vulnerable, people have said oh well i have a i have a brother i have a, my son is dealing with this um whatever the case is and and so i think that is really kind of like our purpose is is to you know if i can help someone else because of my story um then i'm, I'm doing the right thing um if i just held it to myself and that's kind of the, the model in the, in 12 steps is, is to give give that stuff away so um if i'm open and i am um being myself then then maybe I can help
0: someone.
1: Yeah. No, I love that.
0: Yeah, I love this idea of owning your past or owning who you are presently, right? And then sharing that experience to help other guys learn from from you. And I just love that. And you're right. That's what it's all about. We're here to share it. Um sure. love that.
1: Tell us a little bit, touche, about um because you mentioned that, you know, 12 step and also being able to come into the group and have your spiritual or faith background what what has been your journey from a third f perspective sort of what um how do you view the the sky Q or uh, whatever you refer to your higher power as
2: it's cool. yeah people laugh when i pray at the end because i call him big shooter but that's um, <laughs> uh, sky Q, big shooter whoever you want to call sometimes i call him god just because it's easier and and i didn't i didn't really grow up with organized religion um and so I would do, I was real good at fox, you know, foxhole prayers. Hey, God, get me out of this one and I'll be good for the rest of my life. Um, and and those were always failed attempts at, you know, trying to turn my life around was just like, get me out of this and I'll take care of everything else. Um, and then getting sober is, is kind of where my my uh, third F grew. So, um, and it's continued to grow in here, but it's just... Uh, um, I know there's something bigger than me. I don't know what it is, but I know that if I um, pray and meditate and, and, you know, do those things that my life continues to be better. And I think that, um, you know, my God, higher power, big shooter, whatever comes from, he talks to me through you guys. Um, And my, my group, um, you know, my, my core group of guys is where I get the answers that I'm looking for is, is, you know,
0: You know, I want to highlight something you said, and and I've got a a question about it. So what did it take for you to go from these, you know, these these flyer prayers to big shooter there saying, hey, get me through this to actually building a relationship with whatever that spiritual being is with you? What what did it take from going to in times of need, I'm going to reach out and do this to, okay, it's actually important for me to have continual communication or whatever to build upon this relationship?
2: yeah so for me it's just it was seeing other people that have turned their lives around um however whether it was in recovery or just uh uh, people that you know had issues and then all of a sudden they turned their you know started believing in something and and they grew um seeing you guys that were going through um tough times and handling it with grace gave me you know, and then asking, well, what, what helped you do that? Um, and then, so that was the, the biggest thing I think for me or the turning point where I was able to, to give up, um, you know, kind of my will and, and be able to follow direction. And a lot of that comes in, you know, the recovery community, um, the steps, working the steps and doing all that. I mean, they're, they're, they're in an order. And, and uh, when I first got to Omaha, I had zero hope. I was not happy to be here. Um, and so seeing some guys in a room that were laughing and having fun and I'm like, well, how is that even possible? And then asking, what did you guys do? and then hearing how they changed their life by just you know believing in something bigger than me.
1: I love that and I think it aligns so perfectly, right because we're you know like you said in F3 we're not trying to tell you what religion to believe in or or a name or a specific person. We're just saying, there's someone bigger than you, right. That's controlling all of this. And so just take yourself out out of the center, which, um, I think is, is perfect. I want to get your thoughts on, uh, sort of our mission, right? So we're, we're trying to reinvigorate male community leadership and we do that in several ways, right? We try to get a guy to lead his VQ, uh, maybe give a guy a chance to lead a site, um, and so I just want to hear what your journey was, maybe what your VQ was like, you know, any, any nerves going into that. And then would love to hear about uh, the rabbit hole and some of your experience there.
2: Yeah, um, <clears throat> I think that is one of the coolest aspects of, of F3 is the leadership part. Um, I have talked about it at work when they, you know, we've talked about leadership here and, and I'm part of a leadership group. Um, and it's not just working out. It is it is very much working out and building that leadership muscle. Um, my VQ was kind of, it was impromptu actually. So I was going to co-queue with Frosty. Um, and it was, uh, um, he got sick and he texted me the night before, Hey, I'm not able to, to come. I apologize. And I was like, Oh man. Uh, so I was like, I'm doing this on my own. And so I think for me, it was it was a good thing. I wasn't overthinking, you know, I didn't have a whole bunch of time to to stress and so I was just kind of thrown in and so it it kind of worked out. Um and I think the coolest part about that day, I think it was cold. It was like the 29th of, it was this day about my house actually. It was kind of a big day, but uh um queued that morning and so I'm doing uh, you know, we were doing uh defrosting, you know, for Frosty and and so we're counting down and I cannot breathe. And Patton, all of a sudden he starts counting, just took over counting. And then uh, we went through one round and then someone else grabbed it and went through the next round. And so that is F3. That to me is just, I couldn't do it. I couldn't breathe anymore. And the packs just, they stepped up Um, and they, they took over. And, and that is, that's a, a very cool thing. Um, I also think like I think about the 2.0s and stuff my son and some of these other younger 2.0s what a great community to have to to build strong leaders um we've get you asked about Rabbit Hole and, and you know I just recently gave that one up but Rabbit Hole we've had several 2.0 VQs there um and I think it's because it's it's very welcoming there's a game there um Sharknado did his uh, he he came to uh, um, a workout that we just did, uh, spreadsheet, just did a game and saw that. And so he asked me immediately, Hey, can I, can I have my VQ here? And I was like, absolutely. Um, and one of the best COTs, um, and it was on, uh, you know, <clears throat> toxic masculinity and, uh, but you see these leaders pig or yeah, uh, bookworm had his VQ two weeks ago. Um, seeing these young guys that are, they're coming in and, and, um, Becoming leaders is, is a pretty sweet deal. Um, and then as far as rabbit hole, I think that is the cool part. So, you know, seeing the 2.0s, I think it's very comfortable. Um, one of the things Sharknado said that really I thought was in what rabbit hole is to me, you know, is they, they play games and they do sports at school. And there's some kids that are really into them. And there's always a score and there's, you know, that talking. And at rabbit hole, there's not there's we're out there we're having fun half the time we don't know the score we're running back to the flags and we're just talking about you know whatever play somebody made um and and it's kind of the the running joke the last play of the game is always next score wins and that's kind of how the rabbit hole works whatever whoever when it's time to call Omaha next score wins and
0: and uh that that's the rabbit hole so it's kind of cool that's that's awesome. I will uh, share a secret with you. What what Frosty did canceling on you for a coq? That's a trick of the trade, right there. That's that's how you get guys to lead their first coq. <laughs> yeah, so, the little trick. I don't know if he was really sick or not. Oh uh, well, um, it, it
2: worked out the exactly the way
0: it was supposed to. So well, that's that's perfect, man. Well, I, you know, I, I did want to ask. You know, you say you're in a leadership role at work don't know if you you've sponsored individuals with an AA, but I'm curious on what things from F3 that kind of reinvigorated your leadership or helped you with your leadership that kind of carried over to your regular life.
2: Yeah. Uh, so I think a lot of it carries over into work and it's just being, um, you know, the VQ or anytime you queue, just being prepared, um, having a plan and then, the confidence, I think, just to get up in front of a group and lead. Um, The more you do that, the easier it gets. It is, it really is like a muscle that you work out. Um, The more you lead anyone it's it just, it just becomes easier. Um, I always say too, that, that in the morning, the hardest thing I do all day is really working out. And then if I can get that workout done, my day's pretty smooth sailing. And so that confidence that comes from that also carries over into a leadership role here. If I can, if I can go run two miles or do these burpees that leading someone else and having them stick to the game plan doesn't seem so hard.
1: You know, I, I think one of the, one of the things that I see, um, like you mentioned with rabbit hole, not just for 2.0s, um, but for, for any guy, right. That has sort of been, um, I'll say a victim of you know toxic masculinity. I, I didn't get to go to Sharknado's VQ, but I uh, Gator I think sent me the the cot that he had written down and and sort of this idea right of like a young a young boy or man is supposed to be good at sports or not you know and for for kids that maybe that's not their interest right they want to do music or maybe it's you know dancing or so, something else but still giving them space to to play right and enjoy a game that's not about the score and not about who's the fastest or, you know, can jump the highest, some of those things. And I, and I think that's, um, to me, that's part of being open to all men, right? Like we're, you know, like just, just affording guys, the ability to go out and have fun. Um, I've struggled with like having fun and working out at the same time. I get a little bit too competitive. So I, I know, uh, I don't know. I think we played kickball at Woodshed one time and, um, if Ponzi's in town, I'll just say he's a cheater. So, you know, I I wouldn't play against him, but anyway, Touche, I want to get your thoughts too. You know, so you recently passed the shovel flag um, and just tell us about, you know, the succession planning and uh, I believe no cry, right. Is, is who took that over. Um, Tell us about him.
2: Yeah. So, and briefly just on, on the rabbit hole, that's, that's exactly what it is. I think it's just, it's a place to go have fun. I know, growing up I was not a, I was not into sports um I liked playing and playing sports but I was not the guy I was not the first one pick I was usually the last one um I had that fear of when the ball's coming to me like oh god everybody's looking and uh you know and sometimes you get that in uh at the rabbit hole the ball's coming to you and, and oh am I gonna get the out and and uh you drop the ball and no one says anything though. So that's kind of the difference, you know, back then it was a, there was a little difference, but um, I think for me, yes, the rabbit hole is just, it's all about, it's fun and having fun working out. And, and so I had a no cry kind of chose me if that makes sense. So when he showed up one morning um, and I don't want to get too much in his story, but you could tell something was wrong. Um, He did not seem happy. He was bothered by something and we worked out, and we ran over to play mushball <clears throat> during mushball. And I don't know at what point it changed, but he was smiling, he was encouraging other guys, he was having fun. And I knew right then I was like, this is the guy that should take over uh, Rabbit Hole, because to me that's what it was—was was that a place to come that you might not feel great in the morning, but with the camaraderie and all of us pulling each other through, he came out on the other end with a smile and was encouraging others. And so when we were literally running back to the shovel flag, I, I talked to him about it and he was super excited. And, and so, um, yeah, I think he's going to be good. And it's exactly what the rabbit hole represents. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, it's exciting.
0: Well, I, you know, I love this idea of without getting into a story or anything, but using this as an opportunity of, of healing, right. As a place for healing in some way or another. Um, you know whether the guy's down but this can be a space for him to to come and pick himself back up that that's amazing so mm-hmm. commend you for that um you know any anything that we haven't talked about yet that that that's weighing on your mind
2: um i don't think so yeah i
0: don't <laughs> think so you guys ask good questions <laughs>
1: Touché. something I, I'm curious your thoughts on because you you know I think just with your your experience and um, both re- recovery and within F3, what's helpful when we see a guy show up in the morning that you can like you said you kind of know something's not right. Um, what do you think's helpful for us to do? Is it just run alongside him, give him a fist bump, ask a, a question? I mean what what have you found is helpful to sort of get those guys to really? maybe let go of what, what's bothering them or open up and be vulnerable. I don't know anything in that space.
2: Yeah, I, I think I just, what I find myself doing is I will, um, I'll ask them, hey, are you okay? Uh, and if whatever they say, just let them know that I'm here for them. So, hey, I'm glad you're here. Um, and then as we work out, yeah, work out with them and, and uh, just try to make sure they know that we're there for them. And I think that's a big thing, so.
1: That's perfect. I love that. And just that simple phrase, right? I'm glad you're here, uh, I think goes a long way. Um, I also want to get your thoughts. So, you know, September is uh, National Suicide and Recovery Awareness Month. So, as you're thinking about, you know, F3 and maybe the impact that we could have. what, what would you say, you know, maybe advice or words of wisdom as we're trying to bring awareness to those issues and people have, you know, most of us have been impacted by either recovery or, or suicide or addiction, anything that we could be, could be doing uh, as far as reaching out to people or anything in that space that you would offer just based on your experience?
2: I think it's just being vulnerable. Um, whether it's in a COT or during the prayer requests, um, if you've got a prayer request on your heart, be vulnerable about it and, and ask for that prayer, whether it is just the, um, Hey, it's September. Think about the, you know, suicide and, and recovery. Um, just cause what I found that when you do that, you open it up to someone that might be feeling like they can't speak up. Um, and then it also puts it out there that, Hey, this guy, this might be a guy that I need to go talk to. So I think that just being vulnerable, you know, in the gloom and, and being open with where you're at in life is going to help, you know, encourage someone else to say something if they have an issue and you kind of see it, you see it when someone, you know, sometimes everybody's standing around during paragraph and not saying anything. And then one person will say it and then it kind of snowballs into this, you know, okay, someone said something, I can say something too. So.
1: Absolutely. You know, I I think the, just to sort of wrap up here, I think the last question we would have for you is just where, uh, where are you at today uh, in your life? What do you need prayers or encouragement for when we see out there? Is there anything in that space that we could be praying for you or just when we see us ask you about or encourage you on?
2: Um I think so it's a new experience for my son and I right now and i've I've asked for prayers in the gloom just about pray for him. it's his first year of college um and and there's a lot going on to be 18 these days is is tough and so prayers for him and then I've also asked prayers for me because I've got a roommate now so I've lived on my own for a long time and so now I've got an 18 year old that that, you know, doesn't like to clean and he can eat, um, a lot. And so, uh, you know, so, so prayers for me on having a roommate, but, uh, like joking aside, no, my life is pretty good. I, I am blessed, um, beyond my, my dreams. So I, one of my prayers, I thank God every night that life isn't fair. Cause if it was, I wouldn't be here. And that's, that's really true. Um, and so I do, I thank God every night, um, uh, cause I've got much more than I deserve. So, um, if I can remember that and, and kind of keep my hand out to help the next guy, hopefully, you know, we'll be good. So I'm, I'm good on prayers and, and just, uh, you know, yeah.
0: Well, well, We'll certainly be thinking about you and your son during, the, during this period of time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really appreciate your your time today and, and willingness to share your story. I, I think a lot of guys are going to benefit from hearing your story. Um, so we close it out with a name around Sounds good. Right. I am John Whitworth, thirty-one, Pony
1: Express. Pony, Pony Express. Express, hey Brandon Hardy, thirty-seven, The Plague. The
2: Plague. plague. Ah! Joe here, forty-six, Touche.
1: Touche. And do we have we come up with a call sign for you yet? We should come up with one.
2: Uh, no, I don't really have one. I did, someone did. Who was it? Safe Ride did a little. Uh, Thing from uh, what is it? Is a dodgeball? I think, but okay. I've seen him do that once, and I was like, oh, "What is it?" But uh, yeah, yeah. So we'll, have to ask, we'll have to ask. Safe ride.
1: Okay, <laughs> sounds good. Hey, this was awesome. Thanks a lot, fellas. Have a good rest of your day. Yeah, thank you. See ya.